0: Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert, founder of the Savage Theory of Resolution, and your host. And today, one of the questions that's coming to me is so interesting. When should a stay at home mom be up and ready for their family? This is one of those double edged swords, where it's like, no matter what you say, somebody's going to have a differing or uh, another opinion that may not side with mine. And that's the point My answer is, that's the point. I come from things from a conflict resolution standpoint and viewing them from a conflict resolution standpoint. And the point is, when should a mom be up and ready? It depends on what you're doing, what your goals are for that family, what is happening. There are stay-at-home moms that are up and ready before their kids. They do. They wake up. They do scripture reading or meditation or yoga. They go to work out before their kids get up. Everything is moving, and they have breakfast hot and ready when their kids wake up. And then they start that whole train. I know people um, that are grown adults now that grew up that way, and they didn't know how to cook when they got out on their own. They didn't know how to do things. So there's the double edge. You you get this whole um, tenderness of being treated to a life of somebody preparing those things for you etc and then you you get grown up and maybe they take cooking classes and they can cook for themselves but on the other hand maybe they get grown up and they can't cook for themselves double-edged sword there are others other households where mom the stay-at-home mom doesn't get up and get things ready until the kids are ready to walk out the door what is that some of the people are going to, this could be a triple-edged sword. Is there such a thing? Um, anyway, if you look at it, there's so many veins to that. Is that teaching them independence? Is that is that not caring for them very well? Is that not sending them off to school in a healthy way? Maybe that is sending them off to school in a healthy way. So really, when you start looking and diving into this, there is no right answer, which means that the right answer is what you need to do. If you are basing, up, basing your um, up and ready for the family based upon guilt, that's just as unhealthy as basing it on selfishness. Um, so you need to be thinking about what is right for you. What are you trying to teach? Are you trying to teach independence? Are you trying to teach... This is your time to be pampered and ready. This is the time that I cater to you. Do you cater to them so that you have a prayer or devotional or um, close time, calm time before they walk out the door? Are you teaching them to be independent and you have them fix their own lunch and their own breakfast? Is it because you have Um, other kids who like different things. And you're saying, you know what, fix what you want. All the items are here. There are so many ways to look at this. The real question is, how do you, how are you wanting to show up? What are you trying to teach your children at that time and period in your life? You know, when they're in kindergarten, it's a different thing than when they're in seventh grade or 10th grade or a senior What are you trying to teach? Do you know what that looks like for you? What are the things that they seem to be lacking that you want to serve up? That is your goal as a stay-at-home mom. You're the guiding force. You're the light. You're the barometer to help them understand the challenges that they're going through, to help them grow, to make things a little uncomfortable with a Net underneath them. You are the net. A lot of times, moms do not want their children to suffer, so they make everything super smooth instead of allowing them to suffer in a controlled environment with a safety net underneath. That safety net is parents who love them, a mom or a dad who loves them. In this case, we're talking about a mom stay-at-home mom. You're the safety net. You're the one that looks at their face when they come home and try and register that. You're the one who feels the prompting or feels that nudge to get up and make this child a special breakfast um, because, you know, where you talk to them and spend time with them, you're the one who's going to gauge, ah, you know what? My kids are becoming more relaxed and more complacent. I'm going to have them take responsibility for their own stuff. They need to get ready and maybe fix their lunch and their breakfast, and I'm going to t- take care of the dishes afterwards. Maybe it's that they need to do all of it. Maybe it's that they need to take care of the dishes, <clears throat> but you're going to take care of something else. Maybe it's that they have to do the, the taking care of their laundry so when are you up and ready? Are you laying out their clothes? Aren't you laying out your clothes? Again, it's going to come down to a very simple understanding of you are the stay-at-home mom. You are the guiding force. You are the light. You are the safety net. You are the person that's going to help guide their future. You're the one who rallies. If you're married or you're with somebody, the father or um, a significant other, you're the one that rallies. What are we working on with, with these children now? What is it that they need to learn from us at this point in their life? And you set that up. I know for me, um, when it came down to summer times, I had seven children. When I had those seven children, they all needed something different. There were some things that were streamlined and all the same for everybody. And then there were other times that it was significant that I spend certain amounts of time or conversations about certain things with this child versus this child. This child needed a conversation about bullying or about being bullied, about um, taking care of how they're going to handle those conversations. But this child needed something to uh, uh, work on them about honesty and integrity. Maybe that's what they needed, completely different. But then again, there's those streamlined things. So for example, in my stay-at-home mom period, I created a summer school program. I focused, I watched what they needed, and I found individual needs for each one. I'd put them on individual index cards for this child, this child, all the children. I set up what I called a courtesy store because I felt like what they were grooming and refining in the summertime was their their emotional intelligence their ability to look around them, see around them, serve around them, and take care of themselves. So we worked on things. They had their they had their things that they had to get done, of course. Um, But then they had things that I wanted them to individually work at. This one needed to work on serving other people because that person was a little bit more focused on what they got out of everything, every every situation. And I didn't want them to just blindly go into life thinking that the, the world is there to just serve them and to only take what they wanted, not necessarily to see others. Now it's a good skill to be able to see and serve yourself, but I wanted this particular child needed to see other people. So that on that index, card, I would say, you need to do something kind for somebody else today. And every day we would go over each person's list and they would get a courtesy chip. And those were poker chips that I got at the dollar store. And they'd get one for every everything that they accomplished. It wasn't hard things. It was like, you're going to serve somebody. You're going to um, read a book for 15 minutes. You're going to, whatever it was, they'd get a, curts- a courtesy chip. And then I displayed... I did Tupperware in my early days, and I was number 11 in the nation. And so displays were a thing for Tupperware success stories, and you you got really good at it, right? So I would set up this little display. I might put two um, shelves on the wall, on a blank wall, and then down below I'd have these crates and I'd display things in the crates, on top of the crates, on top of these two shelves, things that I got at the dollar store. And I would jump ropes and jacks and lotions and, you know, razors for the older kids and that kind of thing. And we would display those all. And then I'd put numbers on how many courtesy chips they would cost. So at random times in the week or random times at, at the end of a couple of weeks, they could go shopping. They would count up their courtesy chips and then they would go to the courtesy store and they would begin to buy soccer balls. And we had all sorts of flashlights that glowed in the dark and or, you know, where the handles glowed in the dark. We would have all sorts of things and they could buy from the, that courtesy store. That is something like similar to what I'm talking about. You're a stay-at-home mom. You're going to look at the needs of your children and you're going to design. Should you be up and ready for them? Should you be up and monitoring them? Should you just stay calm and teach them that you need to, to have your own quiet time? That is entirely up to you. However, my one caution is do not, two things, do not make your up and ready dependent upon your guilt and do not make your up and ready dependent upon comparing yourself to another household. That was never your job. Guilt is not your job and comparing yourself to how well you perform to the neighbor next door is also not your job. Your job is to focus on your children, to focus on their whole upbringing, the wholeness of their hearts, those kinds of things. I wish you luck in the future, and if you ever have a question, just ask.